0: Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob.
1: And I'm Father Dave. And I walk into the podcast studio and there's a little note from Abiding Together. We let bye them bye. use our studio. Wait what, a second. What? I have um,
0: I have a music for them. Okay. Say, say that again.
1: Uh, we let Abiding Together. Nice. Nice.
0: Um, We let
1: Heather use our studio while we were gone and they left us a little note. So we're very cognizant that if it wasn't for uh, They That Hope, I mean I don't I mean they just lean on us constantly. I mean
0: it's embarrassing at this point. It is, it you is. know. When um, do you have to start getting your own gig? I know, I'm right? Or their own place to do it. Yeah, I mean they left sure. us a note as if all the coffee stains and the scent of paprika in the air I, wasn't enough. I think it, it wasn't
1: paprika. I think it was essential oils.
0: <laughs> it was. That's witchcraft. <laughs> there you go
1: <laughs> yeah
0: there you go that's right well we hope we hope your
1: podcast is good will we get any credit for it no 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 they'll just go and do what they do
0: no it's just like how weird al didn't get any credit none. for writing eat it before michael jackson none. wrote beat it none yeah none. that's just how none. it is but you know none. what we're okay with that yep because we're servants yeah we're
1: that's like um may they grow greater and we grow smaller that's right which <laughs> is not a problem <laughs> <laughs> Which is happening in front of our very eyes. I know, exactly.
0: I'm not even sure if we could, but yeah, that's, but we yeah. can give it a good shot. So uh, your raise, they finally lost. So uh, would they have thirteen wins, fourteen I think th- wins? I think they were thirteen. No, they're not 12. technically my raise, just because yeah, I are. like Tampa. They okay, are. all right, they I'll are. take them because they they did really good. Honestly,
1: I think they're going to be a really good team. Yeah, yeah, they went. I think either twelve and 13 and zero. Then they went lost. at least 13-0, okay, thirteen and zero because I did. Okay. I did see that. And they the lost their last two games. They right. lost to. Um, they were up in Toronto. Okay, but I mean, still
0: thirteen and zero is a well, great is a great run. And just for the record, in the continental United States, they're still undefeated. And that's all that really matters. It is. That's, and
1: that's basically how we keep track. So I got a text from my mom, uh, this afternoon. She goes, look, what do you think about the new time rules? Um, uh, and we talked about this, I think last time. Yeah, there's, so there's is, a lot there of, there is a,
0: for those not un, that don't know, there's a new pitch clock rule. So you have to throw the baseball within like
1: 20, 20 uh, 15 seconds. If there's no one on base, 20 seconds, if there is, and
0: you can't keep throwing it to first base. Right. Like, you could normally do that for, like, an hour in previous games. And what it does is
1: it speeds up the game. The average game right now is around two hours and 36 minutes, and last year it was three hours and eight minutes, the average game. So that's cutting off, well,
0: like, four, it, almost 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, and we talked at the last uh, podcast that I was going to go to a game. Yeah, Honestly, how was that? It was fantastic. It really. A I, I, sports reporter that I like, he said – um, the new pitch clock is the liposuction of, of baseball. It <laughs> okay. says it just cuts out all the fat. I mean, yeah. it's really it's fun. It's it was kind of new, so that was fun. But there is, it was just great. The game moves. There's more hits. There's more scoring. There's more stealing all things that are great for baseball.
0: It's like steroids without the steroids. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's everything that's steroids it tried to do illegally. Like, We've is. now figured out the, the right way to The other is the
1: Diamondbacks it. are playing well and that's good. Okay. Um, we'll talk more about this later, but I was outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, for a women's conference, Walking With Purpose, which was beautiful, but we're going to talk more about this in the second section. Just yeah. It was gorgeous. But some of the other people from my staff were in, there was another conference going in Washington, D.C. So, they all went to the Nationals game, <laughs> of so course they, they sent me a picture of themselves, I think, with a beer at the Nationals game, and I sent them a picture of myself with eight hundred women.
0: <laughs> and the one guy says, "He goes,
1: uh, he goes, I think I won this one." I said, "No way! No it was way! Great. It was great.
0: Well, I don't know. Did the Nats win? That's the big no, question. No, they lost.
1: They lost uh, to the Indians. How did, two out of three? How did oh, the Pirates excuse me, do? The Guardians. the Guardians. The Pirates lost the game that I wanted to. Okay, um, to Houston.
0: Well, speaking of losses and, uh-huh. and Pittsburgh losses, a moment yep. of silence.
1: We okay. just had it yep.
0: for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. No who, playoffs. Who did not make the playoffs. For the first time in how long? 16 years. Is that really years, true? Which is actually a record in all professional sports to make a postseason they've for, 16 for 16 years. they made the playoffs for 16 years in a row. It, it's actually quite astounding. So even though it I is... I wouldn't have guessed that, it, Even though it's sad that they've... Uh, that that they're not in it. It is kind of people are going. Oh my gosh! Wait a second. Like for 16 years they've been in the postseason, and of those, they've won three Stanley Cups. That's really crazy. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of like an opportunity the, I, I to blow up the team a little bit. And yeah, it is. I'm president. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're going to blow up the team a little bit. I think their their big three of Crosby, uh, Malkin, and uh, Latang are still good. You know, mm-hmm. they just made I think some bad decisions. So interestingly enough, a few years ago. Uh, Fenway Sporting Group bought them, because I think Fenway Sporting Group just owns all professional teams mm-hmm. in all leagues mm-hmm. in all the world. Um, but they hadn't really done much, so everybody kind of wondered, well, what's going to happen to the Penguins now? And like the day after, it was like the GM's fired, the other guy's fired. So, okay. Um, we'll so s- we'll so see what happens. There you go, but, folks. We're but, done uh, with hockey. No, no, no. Lightning oh. are still in it, oh, uh, but they're playing the Leafs. Okay. and uh, We're not quite so, done with So, so Paul Symington and I are... Or at each other's okay. at each other's blows, but uh, may the best team win. Or the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm I don't care. Uh, and then um, in the NBA, some exciting NBA news going on on Saturday. Game one of round one of the Cavs versus the New York Knicks. They lost, barely lost in the last few minutes of the game. But on Tuesday night, they won in overtime maybe even double overtime, splitting the series 1-1 at a home game. And at the end of the game, Donovan Mitchell said, we were about to lose, but I heard a guy sitting in section 124, row 10, seat 9, start chanting, let's go Cavs. And that's all the motivation I needed, and that guy was me. Mm -hmm. I hope. It's Sunday night when we're recording this, so I'm just hoping by the time on Wednesday when you hear this that that prophecy will be true. When are you going to the game? On Tuesday night, we are. Uh, no, we are not. Did we go to the Pirates game last Monday? Yeah, no, we did yeah, not. We
1: and a couple of Friars. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to tell you what happened at dinner tonight. Okay, so I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little parched. <laughs> I'm a little parched, so I had a, a dramatic a, a, a little drink. Right, Wait a so, second. I can do. Okay.
0: I can do like some that do okay. that again. Say. I it. need
1: to tell you about a dream that happened. Uh, one of the Friars had a dream. I need to tell you about it. Okay. Go so ahead. he has this dream and uh Was Je- it an
0: awesome dream? Well Jesus came to him. Oh well that's actually yeah. awesome. He, Unless he he's like me. really ticked.
1: No, he didn't, but he comes to this dream and so the guy the friar realized that it was Jesus coming towards him and he was kind of like, Oh wow, that's Jesus. And he kind of looked up and focused it in his face, and it was your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all right, I'm gonna go back to that. Um yeah. That's that's <laughs> said, frightening.
1: He goes, it was it was like Jesus said and looked and he goes, Oh my gosh, it's Bob
0: Rice's face. <laughs>
1: did I, did, did Jesus said, have chest hair? I, said, I didn't ask that much. I said is you that true? I said, is that true? He goes, Yeah I go, Wow. And I it, said I said to him, I said, I'm gonna talk about this on the podcast tonight. <laughs> he goes, all right. All right. Yeah. He woke up screaming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So there you go. Yeah. All right. All right I've asked him to talk to a counselor and see yeah. what's no, behind there's, there's that. There's clearly something, some something. healing yeah, there's, is necessary there, in his, in his, behind his journey or whatever dream. that was called. Do you, do you dream? Like, do you wake up in the morning and remember mm-hmm. your dreams?
0: Yeah, but then I, I can't necessarily stand here being like, and I remember this dream, but I know I have dreams.
1: Like, I, there's a lot of dreams that I remember over the years. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was... uh Preparing for ordination, I had this dream that they didn't remember that I was going to be at the ordination. (laughs) So, like, they didn't have a seat for me. So, I show up to the ordination and I sit in the back, and then it was all kind of together. And then the next day, my first mass, they didn't have vestments. So, I did my first mass in a suit and a tie. Oh, nice. That's crazy. But you know what at the heart of it was? Was control. Like, I wanted everything to be perfect. So, I remember I was praying about it, and I remember, all right, Lord. I want everything to be perfect, but ultimately it doesn't matter. And Like I never had any dream or any worry about it after that. So oh, that's it, was kind cool. of, it was kind of this common theme that I wanted everything to be exactly the way I wanted Right. It.
0: Yeah, I would say that since you said that, I do remember, Well, like when I was in theater, I had a lot of nightmares, uh, which was, which they actually call actors' nightmares. And You're it's, on stage, you forget your lines. I'm reliance. on stage, I forget my lines, I'm not wearing clothes, I don't have the right costume, or I'm off stage, I'm supposed to be on stage, and then I run on there and I don't know what's going on and everyone's staring at you. And that's like... Anybody that's done a lot of theater has had numerous no, dreams like that. It's just a common thing. But maybe that is probably just again a, a fear of failure, a fear, you know. Because as an actor, you're thinking, okay, I just need to remember what I'm supposed to say. Lawrence yeah. Olivier, one of the great actors of all time. Yes, actually, she was, she was amazing. No stop that! Not Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, oh. Lawrence Olivier. He oh, was a I, dude. I get it mixed up. Um, he actually wrote in his biography he he was uh, one of his last roles was King Lear, which is a huge. Sure. huge role. I mean, just in terms of the amount of words that you need to memorize. But he said that every night, every, every time he was about to go on stage, he, he couldn't remember any of the lines and he just had horrible stage fright. That'd be awful. I mean, it doesn't it sound like torture. It really would be.
1: Yeah. It really would be. Yeah. So that was the dream. It's a good dream. I had a dream.
0: It was an awesome
1: dream. Some song. Do you know what I listen to? People
0: in the park.
1: Do you know what you can do Playing on, on games Spotify? in the dark. Listen to music? Yeah, well, I didn't. I'm kind of new to Spotify. Okay. And you can do like best of 80s. So I was driving back today. And I'm sure you knew this, right? What? So, yeah. That you can do that. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, didn't yeah. realize that. Okay, so yeah. I was driving back and it was just like this dumb Take memory leak on me. No, that was not on, best of 80s. Who was it?
0: Aha. Maybe that was one of them. But I mean, it was
1: The Obvious Journey, some Michael Jackson.
0: Huey Lewis um, and the Africa, News. Africa, yeah, Hugh Lewis. Huey Lewis. Lewis the Lauper. Yeah.
1: Girls just want to have fun. It was just- Phil like,
0: Collins. He doesn't get enough Phil respect. Phil didn't come in.
1: He wasn't one of them.
0: Well, actually, you know, I think Phil was actually more late. You know what? Genesis this was 80s. 90s. He would be 90s. He yeah. was like late 80s into the early but 90s. But it was a
1: trip down memory lane. Yeah. It was lovely.
0: I was I was, I was, was born in a, great, in a great time. You were. All so right. was I. There you go. Amen. Wrong one. For some, it's the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, skip ahead, folks. <laughs> <Here it comes. laughs> no, you don't want him to skip ahead. Oh, we don't want to this skip is ahead. like the most important Oh wait, do not, do not skip not ahead. Skip this ahead. One. <laughs> we need oh, your help. Yeah, seriously. You are invited to join us for Franciscan University's Giving Day, April twenty fifth. This Tuesday. Wait, this Tuesday. So you're hearing this on Wednesday. It's the next it so it's Tuesday, April twenty fifth. You can help out our students and support the Franciscan programs you're the most passionate about. You can choose to give to student scholarships and our Step in Faith annual giving campaign, or train the next generation of scientists, or support our barren athletes. Can they support catechists? Yep. You should do that. Your gift of any size to any fund makes a difference for our students. There's also matching gift opportunities, so if you get, like... A red tie, you can match it with, like, a red cummerbund of some Mm -hmm. sort. And challenges that can help you go even further. Giving Day is Tuesday, April 25th, but early giving is open. We'll take your money any day of the year, I think. But there's a cool thing about Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You can learn more or donate now at givingday.franciscan.edu. That's givingday.franciscan.edu. And we really, all joking aside, sincerely are grateful for how you help our university and you particularly know. our students, no, it's not, a, yeah, it's a mean, huge I mean, thing. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm always struck at people's generosity. Yeah, it's just yeah, we wouldn't be able to do what we do if it wasn't for people's goodness. I mean, every time it's it should be a living sign. Every time we drive by the new building, it's because people are profoundly generous to Yes, be able to allow us to do that. Yeah. Sort of. it's cool.
0: And the fun thing about giving Giving days, I, I love the idea that you can like specifically yeah. target programs yeah, 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 yeah. or things that you're passionate about. So yeah. uh, I think now giving if is like a- you to give to they that hope, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling that we're not on that option. list. We're yeah. not, we didn't make the no, cut. No, we didn't make the cut this year. But um, that's like a thing though, right? It's not like a Franciscan thing. Like it's so, a thing, You're going right? to hear lots of social media stuff Ignore about- <laughs> Jimmy, but just make sure you give it to us and anybody else's goal. But yeah, so I was in,
1: just outside of Washington D.C. this weekend, uh, walking with purpose. Are you that familiar with I'm walking with, walking with purpose. purpose? Well, you've got a song for everything, oh, don't you? Today,
0: don't you feel good? You well, scare it's the eighties. Oh, by the way, speaking of Spotify, you probably haven't found this yet. Bob Rice has a Spotify channel.
1: Well, that's how I get they that they they that hope. On Spotify?
0: No, 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 not the podcast. Like I like my music. Oh. I there have you my go. I have my own little channel. I, d- go, I didn't go, even make it.
1: Go to Bob Rice Spotify channel songs. So um, <laughs> Thanks.
0: That was enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, there's a video thing called Wild, whatever. Uh, just yeah, check wild, it out if you want. Daddy's wild home turkey. Daddy's home and he's mad. Wild it's coming turkey. out soon. It's gonna be great. Um are you walking with purpose?
1: Women's Bible study. So I'm not actually Lee, familiar with that, no. uh, by Lisa Brinkenmeyer. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's, I know Lisa. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she started that. So they do their national conference this year and I've just been, you know, working with them. So is it like a, a
0: weekly Bible study for women or how it, does is, that work? it is, it okay.
1: is, yeah. Yeah. Take a look at Walking with Purpose. It's a beautiful
0: actually she, I assume does. walkingwithpurpose.com. dot com. That's probably you it. can Google or, it. Or org, yeah. I'm
1: not sure. Yeah. But really, really great work. So um it was uh eight about seven hundred and fifty women Wow. Um, yeah, that was there was a lot. That was a lot going on. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, it was maybe myself and uh, maybe half a dozen men there. Okay. Um, Serving food. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Sister Miriam, you know Sister Miriam. She says some podcast. What is? Mm. No, doesn't ring a bell. I don't know.
0: No. No. No okay. idea. Okay, okay, doesn't ring a bell. No idea.
1: Anyway, we she should was, find out the name yeah, of yeah, that if podcast if and give it some publicity. Knows, yeah. If yeah. Knows, exactly. Let us know. But you know something? It was. Uh, well, I, I I was I wish I would have started this earlier because I said about two thirds through the conference, I'm gonna keep track of things that you hear at women's conferences <laughs> that you never hear <laughs> at men's, like they were talking about their evening, the Saturday evening, and they said Saturday evening is gonna be magical. <laughs> I'm mm. thinking, you know, I don't think I've ever heard that said at a men's conference. No,
0: I've 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 heard it a lot at Disney vacations. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but it was. Yeah, it's, there's just something beautiful in somebody, I was talking actually with one of the women who's never actually it was uh, Sarah Kroger, you know, Sarah. Oh, of course. Oh, you know, she's amazing. She is really good. Oh is my that gosh. A, what's her married name or did she,
0: I don't know what her married name is, but if you're on Spotify looking for Bob Rice, you can also look for Sarah Kroger and she her is. her music name remained her maiden okay, okay, name okay. and it's K-R-O-G-E-R. Yeah.
1: Just beautiful. She, well, she and I were talking about think. We were just, you know, you're looking out, and, and you've got, you know, 700 women, and there's just something beautiful about, yeah, you know, the way they pray oh, again.
0: K R O G E R. Yeah, yeah.
1: Men, men pray different. Women pray different. I mean, there's similars, obviously, but it was just with with again 700 women during adoration. I invited two deacons to walk with me during the procession, and just the longing and the beauty and you know, that one of the talks was that the evil one specifically goes after women differently, Mm. you know, because it's the woman who says yes to life. And if the evil one can, and it was just, it was such a time of healing and grace and presence that was just beautiful. They, everybody, again, these are little things you don't, we, the women do that so beautiful that when they got to their seat on Friday night, there was a little gift bag on every seat, you know, which is, <laughs> right. which is so, it was beautiful. Right. It was gold and stencil, And there was a little, you are precious and yeah, loved. There was yeah. a little lip balm thing that Aww, they gave. Yeah. It, it, it was just, have you done much ministry just like a women's conference? A few years like ago that? I
0: did get to speak at a women's conference. And so I don't do a lot of it, but the few opportunities I've had, um, have always been a blessing. There was a couple of times in our youth conferences. Uh, if you're familiar with our youth conferences, uh, there's always, I think, always is a correct statement, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a men's session and a women's session. And we're looking at different ways to mix it up, but there's been a few times that we've actually had our men speakers speak to the women and our female speakers speak to the men just to give it a different perspective. And I always loved, I loved, I loved, uh, speaking to women. I think especially having two daughters, sure, you know, there's just a different, you know, kind of voice I can have with at least teenage girls, yeah. you know, speaking yeah. about that. But even just speaking at women's conferences, I think it really is, uh, it's such a beautiful thing to recognize, um, you know, that there's just the spirituality of manhood and the spirituality you know, of and womanhood. And that's really true. When you pay you attention,
1: know? when you look at the scriptures in, in both of our lived experience, I'm sure, there's a receptivity to the gospel from women that mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I, I don't, you could go into all kinds of reasons on why, but right. there's always more women. Um, there was, you know, there was obviously the 12 apostles, but there were a lot of women. And when you go to the cross, it was mostly women. There's just something beautiful about the way they said yes to the lord but they did this one exercise bob that was just beautiful so it was friday night and um they they all they were all given this sheet and it was basically a sheet of of things that that might have happened in their life like i mean some of them really really difficult you know were you abused um you know just a whole list of things or was your father present in your life or your parents' divorce? All these things that could cause wounds and difficulties. And and then what they were invited to do was um, check what what was them. Okay? Yeah. And then what they did is they spent the next like five or six minutes passing these sheets. They folded them up several times and then passed them around. So like pass it to three people to, to your left and then pass it to six people to your right and then pass it to four people behind you yeah. and then take it up four rows so that your particular sheet You had no idea who it was. It it wasn't
0: like one of those things at a sporting event where like the Tostitos is in one of the three hats and it's mixed around. But you always kind of know which one it is.
1: No, no, because then what they eventually did is everybody received a sheet, but they had no idea kind of where it came from. Hmm. And then they, it was called the the exercise was called "Stand Up for Your Sister," and they went through this list and they said, "If if the what you're looking at, if 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 it's checked, stand up." Hmm. So it was just so moving. I mean you know, they asked, you know, who here, you know, was from a divorced home and then all the women oh, were wow. and, and they were praying for each other. And then their gift was to be able to take them to the prayer. But honestly, Bob, it was, it was so moving. And, you know, one of the things was those of you who were abused when you were younger and the the number of women that stood up, it was just like, just kind of takes your breath away and, yeah. you know, and, and they, it was fairly um, broad understanding of what it meant to be abused. But, just the the whole exercise was so vulnerable and so beautiful. I was asking myself, would this would this work with men? And I'm not I'm not positive if it would. Maybe it would, depending on who was leading it. And, yeah. Um. But it was just something that was just just really really beautiful. And, wow. and I, it was just a great. I like I said to them, and actually, sister said as well, is that there was something really sacred. Yeah. That that took place in that in the evening. Yeah. There's an honesty and a vulnerability and 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 I think. They one of the one of the things that I said that was interesting, um I talked about competition, okay, you know because I think I think that's something that women struggle or not competition comparison, yeah, and I think that that's something, and as soon as I said that, you could kind of hear this <laughs> hush go up on the crowd, but yeah. I think it's something particularly I think men compare themselves, but is it fair to say more or less, but I think it's particularly something that women struggle with. And just this invitation that the Lord wants that the Lord sees them, you know, the Lord sees them. He's not, the Lord never looks at somebody and compares you to somebody else and you come out on the bottom. Right. Right. But he always sees it. And there's just, there's a beautiful spirit that went
0: about it. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. 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 It was great. Yeah. That's really cool. You you know, and I, I think that's wonderful that they invited you. I mean, I think, you know, whether it's, you know, men at women's conferences or women at men's conferences. You know, I think there's a lot of grace in hearing a complementarity from another voice. And and I think that is probably, I think it's, it's probably true for women. I'm, I know it's true for men that sometimes um, we think that being masculine is the opposite of whatever the culture is saying, but then we're still letting the culture drive it, right? Right. You know, and you know, you talk about like a toxic masculinity, you know, and well, then we'll be the opposite of that. Or we see femininity and we say, well, if that's what women are, then men are the The opposite opposite of that, right, that, right. right? And we're still reacting to these different cultural things that are present. And then the beauty is what the Lord really wants to reveal to us is how we were made for each other how equality does not mean we are the same as each other. Right, right. Uh, it's really re- recognizing that we have strengths and weaknesses that complement each other. I think that's really one of the beautiful gifts of, that I've experienced in the sacrament of marriage, you know, like finding—I um, love the Scripture uh, when it, it talks about, you know, God giving Eve to Adam. It uses the word helpmate, and in other places in scripture, that same word is, uh, is a title of God, you know? So like there's this divine gift yeah, that's of men and women for each other. That is not about um, power or right. it doesn't take you know, away from
1: the other. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's it, one of the bad things is yeah. that, that if you want to highlight some beautiful characteristics of women or men, it's almost, there's this, well, well, what about them or what? And right. well, it's not taking anything away from them. Yeah. And, and in fact, you know, women do, I've been doing ministry long enough that that they approach the Lord, again, generally, that there's a difference the way they approach the Lord. There's well, a difference the way I they mean, pray. There's a difference the way they encounter. I don't have the, the stat, the
0: but just look at the church. Oh, more sure. Women seem, women seem to be more receptive, at least to religion, than yeah, men. Yeah. And I don't think, um, you know, some guys are like, because that's because the faith has been feminized. It's like, well, I, I mean, maybe if... I mean, that, or it's because
1: they're more faithful.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe a both end. I mean, right, I guess if it's all women and they're making all the choices, um, there there could be some of that. And certainly, like you talk about expressiveness, right, like singing, worship. I mean, what is really amazing when people come to our campus and they attend our liturgies, it's not just that the students are singing, it's that men yeah, are singing. Yeah, that's really right. And And many times, again, this is the stereotype of like, well, Women can sing stuff and the guys are – yeah, you know, and so I think – again, I think that just all goes back to a real deeper understanding of the spirituality that we have as embodied souls and what does it mean for our embodied soul to be in the body of a man or the body of a woman. It's not just accidental, and then that just goes deeper into the very crisis our culture has, which is trying to say – that our gender are really just body parts, which can be shaped or removed and changed and your decision. And the women of an individual. Sure. I, yeah, exactly. So I, I think conferences like that, or, you know, whether they're men's conferences or women's conferences are real powerful opportunities to tap into something very special, Amen. you know, that's present. So Amen. it was a great blessing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Cool. Cool.
1: So we are still in Easter season. You we realize are in Easter season. Oh, Although I do realize octa- that the octave is over.
0: Uh, uh that was an octave.
1: Yeah, and, and it's funny because we talked last week about what is it, you know, we we do a great job or, I mean, do a better job at Lent and fasting because it's easy to talk about, okay, what do you do for Lent? Well, you give up things, you don't yeah. drink, you don't, whatever it is, right? Right. So how do we live as an Easter people? and There's I just, a very
0: clear doing yeah, yeah, of Lent. I yeah. mean, I think that's what's, it's very tangible, which is can be a, a trap. It doesn't necessarily mean you're more spiritual. It just means like, I'm doing something. Yeah, and, and
1: there's there's the part of it that's it's good to be able to hold on to something like that, right? But it's not in and of itself, it's not. But I was just found, I, since our conversation last week, thinking more about it and, and thinking about today's gospel, that it's interesting, Jesus comes, what does it look like to live as Easter people? So Jesus, in, literally in the shadow of the cross, we're the same day when the first, when he appears to them that night. Thomas is Um, later yeah it's that same day and everything that's gone on and jesus has appeared to the apostles in the morning and jesus appeared to the two walking and and then we have jesus comes in their midst and he says peace Hmm. i just found myself thinking about that that the word peace is is things are right with god so it's the same sense of what was in Genesis is what Jesus is offering, this peace, this order. shalom. Yeah, this order. And so I think there was something really key about that, that, that living in Easter is living in a sense of peace. Hmm. And yet I think we undermine, we don't undermine, we sell peace short. You know, we think of different gifts. You know, we want this gift, miracles, yeah. healing, whatever that. It's like, who wouldn't like more peace? Right. So Jesus comes to them. You know, after again, after the last crazy 24 hours and all that's been going on and he, and he engages them and the first thing he says to them is peace. Right. Mm. So your first words are really important. So I think there's something really important about that, that that what does it look like for us to live in Easter? It lives lives in his peace, because what what that whole story that I really love is that just Jesus shows up. Right. Mm. And then it says Jesus is the Christ. And I found myself going back to Christmas because I love when we pray and reflect about Jesus being Emmanuel. But in Easter people is that living, recognizing that God is present, that he is with us, that the, the the cross is not the end of the story. It's not, Easter is not just the end of Lent. Easter is a celebration and a victory of the cross. Yeah. That, that that Jesus was not, he wasn't just the place that he was suffered, but it was the place of victory. And we need to really recognize that, that it's it's the culmination, it's, it's what allows us to continue to have hope that it's not the end of the story to be able to live in some of that.
0: Yeah. And then, and then the last thing I was thinking about was— um, Yeah, the, sorry, I didn't have much to say except yeah, that's really great. Yeah, <laughs> the, no, the
1: last thing was the, the first reading the other day that was— again, it was, I just found myself thinking more about what does it look like to live in Easter. Yeah. Was the Peter and John—I love the story. Mm. They go up in the afternoon, they go out to the temple because that's what they did, because that's what they did when they were with Jesus. Right. And they, they encountered the cripple on the side, uh, at the, outside of the temple. And they say, we have neither silver nor gold, but what I do have you in the name of Jesus be healed. Mm. And I was thinking about that, that that when when they encountered this cripple, they didn't say, let me tell you a story about what Jesus did. You know, a year ago, we're in Bethesda and he did this great miracle. We're in Nazareth. He did this, heal this person. They understood that Jesus was alive. Mm. So it wasn't that they were just calling on something that happened in the past, but they understood that God wanted to do something today. And I just found myself thinking that that's that's what it is to live Easter. It's not... It's not just think about what happened in the past, what happened in the Lent, what ha- but it's what does God want to do today, and and how does God want to be active, and how does He want to show Himself, and how does He want to show, you know, the signs and the wonders that, yeah. that that it provides us. So Easter is 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 living in the resurrection. It's living that God is active, He's alive, that it's not a story from the past, and and that that's actually to be experienced. You know, I think sometimes we we just focus on what God has done, even in our own life. It's like well you know 5 years ago this happened or t- God wants to do something in our life today and that's what makes us an Easter people it's not just a recollection of something that happened years ago but what is God doing in our life today so to expect him to show up to expect him to show himself yeah. to accept and expect him to be present to us
0: can you talk more about signs and wonders because i think sometimes it's really easy to hear the stories the miracles in scripture and a feeling like well that just doesn't doesn't happen today, you know, like even even though yes, obviously, well not maybe maybe not obviously for everybody, but oh Jesus is present body blood soul and divinity on the eucharist at my church, but the music's just okay, the preaching's just okay, and it really doesn't feel very miraculous mm-hmm. right now. Like how I don't know if I just kind of saying that well, out loud well, thinking of a listener being like, "Well, that's great if you live in Steubenville. Well, but,
1: the first thing is is that I
0: where we have signs and wonders every day, yeah, by the way, well, da- daily miracles. The, the thing is
1: is I, <laughs> I think I think we see God do what we expect God to do. And the reality is we don't expect much of him. Hmm. I mean, I think that's fundamentally true is that God just kind of does what God's going to do, but he's not actually going to do something miraculous. I was on the phone with somebody today and they're, they were in a country in South America, fairly impoverished country. And the wife, they think had like appendicitis finally. I mean, they were hoping and praying, you know, that they didn't have to go to the hospital because it was, they weren't sure what that was going to look like. Yeah. And, and he and his wife and his kids got together and they prayed and they said, Jesus, we really, you know, we're scared. We don't know what to do. Should we go to the hospital? And they prayed for her and the Lord healed her. I mean, literally as they were praying, she was no longer. So wow. we, we need to be able to ask God to do those kinds of things. We don't see him do things because I think if we're honest, we don't ask. I mean, I would ask our listeners, when's the last time you asked something kind of miraculous of God? Yeah. And, and act, actually asked him to show up. Well, I think he wants us to be able to do that. Now, that's not to say that everything we ask for is going to happen, but it does say if we don't expect him to do something, he's never. We're, we're never going to be able to see those manifestations, those signs and wonders.
0: And I think also living a life that is trying to conform and accept his will is a is a big part of yeah. is a big part of living in the signs and wonders. Because I think many times, at least in my own life, um, what. Well, speaking of songs, well, there's like a Garth Brooks song. I don't listen to country yeah, music, yeah, but it's know. about, I think the chorus is thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, that um, I remember the beginning of the letter of James is he says fairly bluntly, he says, you know, the reason you're not getting your prayers answered is because you're praying wrongly, like focused on your own desires and not not on God and what the Lord desires of you. Now you could flip that the other extreme and which is to say, well, if your prayer isn't answered, you're just did it the wrong way but I think there is a docility to the Lord of saying as Jesus did in the garden I'm just going to accept your will but I'm gonna I'm gonna recognize it as your will and I want to you know just as a disciple of Jesus not necessarily give God all the answers of how I think he needs to solve my problems you know to let him provide and maybe provide for me in different ways than I thought you know there were yeah. there were moments in my life I just think of this as a, as a father and worried about finances and I, this thing was coming up and I just knew I needed to get this gig or to get this contract or whatever it was. And when it didn't happen, I just thought, Lord, you have abandoned me, you know, (laughs) like I am, I'm done for because clearly there's no (laughs) other way this situation could be solved except in the very narrow way in which I felt it needed to be solved. And so I find for a lot of times, my the, the times that I have felt the Lord hasn't answered my prayer was really the Lord didn't answer my very specific request where I was limiting God to, you can only answer my prayer in this specific way, and any other way I will not accept. <laughs> Whereas the Lord sometimes had to leave me in a place where finally I almost had to just come around to being like, okay, fine, what's your solution? And then oh, that was a much better solution, you know, at least in the long run. Maybe at the time it was actually a more difficult solution, mm-hmm. but it was really the path I wanted to go. I think many of my prayers, and probably just this is just humanity, I think all of our prayers are generally like, can we just avoid all suffering and pain, please? Like, I, you know, like, mm-hmm. isn't that just human nature? Like, my prayers are usually about um, just whatever whatever I can do to not suffer would be awesome. Yeah, if I've you could me. stop my suffering and all suffering of all other people, amen. That sums up almost all my prayer intentions like every day. And they're genuine, but that's really, if I think about it, everything I'm praying for is like, this person is suffering, Uh, stop that. This person is suffering, stop that. I'm suffering, stop that. And amen. So Mm. um, it's not that the Lord doesn't answer those prayers. And I think in some ways we need, and I'm speaking to myself too, to be more cognizant of the answered prayers. I uh, Years ago, I started a, a little prayer journal of just things I'm praying for. And the person that recommended me to do it said, the, the point of the journal is actually to just start being amazed at how much stuff gets crossed off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and when I look at this journal, it's pages and pages and pages and pages of things that are just crossed off. And it's, it's stunning because sadly, uh, again, maybe I'm just talking to myself, but like, when God answers a prayer, I'm like, oh, that's great. So anyway, I've got these other things I need to pray yeah, for, yeah, yeah. and I'll just obsess, or there'll be that one thing that for months has not been an or answer years. of prayer, and the, the evil one will be like, wow, you've been praying for that, for years. God, mm-hmm. God really must not listen to your prayers, and I will forget the 900 other prayers that he's answered in different ways unless mm-hmm. I can look down and I go, man, look at all of these answered prayers, and I think that spirit of gratitude and humility... That he is taking care of us; that we don't, we can't just let our belief in God just narrow get narrowed down to one unanswered prayer, which is exactly what the evil one would have us do. And to live in the light and the hope of the resurrection, that you know what God is actually moving and doing incredible things in our lives. Yeah, I, I think that idea of recognition is a real key part of. So if uh, we in that do time.
1: things like we do fa- fasting, how about this week uh, in this week of Easter? How about the things you would do is. Uh, thank the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. just go through each day and thank the Lord for the blessings that he's given, you know, recognize, uh, the answered prayers, you know, I mean, little things like the beautiful sunsets and that kind of thing. So how about this week, everybody do that, come up with a list of things to be grateful for.
0: I was in a community, uh, it was, it was an African American church and they just had these great shout outs to God. It was just beautiful. But one of the things somebody said is Lord, thank you for getting me out of bed this morning. And I just thought, I don't know if I've ever just thanked the Lord a for good that, start. but, right. it, but you know what? Every day I get out yeah, of bed yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's, and thank you, Lord. Like, again, mm-hmm. we'll just discount all the amazing things. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I think that's a great challenge. Amen. So almighty God and heavenly father, we thank you for life. We thank you for the gift of um, breath in our lungs, which is you, you know, in you, we live and move and have our being. We are sustained by your very thought and your very love. And so Lord, Uh, we ask for a deeper spirit of gratitude and recognition of all the things that you are doing in our life. We pray for signs and wonders. We pray, Lord, that we would see you more deeply in our lives and in other lives. Uh, We pray that we would have great expectations and that we would see how amazing and awesome you are on a regular basis. Just open our eyes, God, to the, the miracles that constantly surround us and help us. We certainly pray for any listeners out there Uh, who might be really struggling on the cross, uh, really suffering with things in their life, really wondering where you are. And that's a part of the spiritual journey too. Lord, we just pray, uh, and all the community of us listeners are praying for those people that you would make yourself present there and that you would bring resurrection in this moment of death and despair that they're having in their life. And for all of us, Lord God, just give us the gift of peace, uh, that spiritual gift that isn't about everything being fine, but it's you being in the midst even when everything is wrong that we know we can cling to you and that you are always there for us may the blessing of almighty god be upon us father son and holy spirit amen Amen. thank you father dave have a good week yep all of you have a great week god bless if you like you can send us a prayer request or an email hope at franciscan.edu that's hope at franciscan.edu